booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. You know, we're going to get to see this eventually. It's just a question of how soon. Federal prosecutor Andy McCarthy there responding to attorneys for former President Trump's request to have a special master appointed to review materials seized by the FBI from Mar-a-Lago. Over 6,000 migrants bust to New York City from Texas being given free supplies, schooling and health care. An asylum seeker aboard a bus headed to New York City calls 911. Demanding migrants be offloaded in Tennessee, saying they're being held hostage. New York lifting COVID-19 restrictions for grades K through 12. The Jerry Nadler versus Carolyn Maloney race in the redrawn 10th Congressional District highlighting today's primaries in New York. Polls open at 6 a.m. Attorneys for former President Donald Trump Monday requested a special master be appointed to review material seized during the FBI raid of his private Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida. The motion demanding federal investigators stop going through materials until a neutral special master can be appointed to review the records. The former president called the FBI's raid an unnecessary, unwarranted and un-American break-in that violated his Fourth Amendment rights against unreasonable searches and seizures. Former federal prosecutor Andy McCarthy on Fox News. The government's position, and I think they're right about this on the law, is that Trump shouldn't have had these documents. So they belong to the government. The government will get to retain them. But if a special master were to find that some things were privileged, that would limit what the Justice Department was able to do in the way of using them in any prosecution or any kind of case against the president. According to the National Archives, former President Trump had more than 300 classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, half of which were recovered in January by the National Archives, which alerted the Justice Department leading to the FBI search. Trump says documents were declassified. Over 6,000 migrants have now been busloaded from Texas to New York City, a roughly 50% increase in just two weeks amid President Biden's ongoing border crisis. Children of migrants expected to enter New York City's public school system next month. New York City, a sanctuary city, and City Mayor Eric Adams has remained firm on his ongoing commitment. We are going to do our moral and legal obligation, legally right to shelter, Whoever comes to this city, if it's day one, we are legally and morally responsible for giving them housing. Thousands of migrants have been given free school supplies. At a fair Sunday in the Bronx, hundreds of attendees signed up for no-cost medical benefits. A spokesperson for the taxpayer-funded New York Health and Hospitals Metro Plus Health Insurance Company said Monday that it's processing 691 preliminary enrollments. No nos podemos bajar. Hasta que no lleguemos a Nueva York, o sea que tenemos que ir obligados a Nueva York. No entiendo por qué razón, sino nos toca una parada acá en, en Saranuga. Panicked migrants on a bus headed to New York City wanted to disembark in Tennessee where they had family members. The New York Post exclusively obtaining that audio of a panicked migrant's call to 911 demanding that he and others be allowed to disembark their bus headed to New York City saying they were being held hostage. In the seven-minute audio clip, the unidentified man told a Spanish-language interpreter that he and a large group of fellow passengers wanted to disembark during a stop in Tennessee where they had family. 
The caller said our families are waiting for us. They won't let us off and they are holding us against our will. Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Arizona Governor Doug Ducey have been sending migrants to New York City and Washington, D.C. since the spring to highlight the Biden administration's lax border policies. New York State lifting COVID-19 restrictions for K-12 schools ahead of the new academic year. New York Governor Kathy Hochul made the announcement Monday students will no longer have to isolate or quarantine if they are exposed to somebody who is COVID positive. Entire classrooms won't have to be sent home when a single case is detected. But the big news is uh, no more quarantining to stay. And the days of sending an entire classroom home because one person was symptomatic or test positive, those days are over. The move puts New York in line with new health guidelines recently unveiled by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Congressional primaries today in New York as control of Congress hangs in the balance in the midterm elections. Redistricting has pitted longtime representatives Jerry Nadler of the Upper West Side and Carolyn Maloney of the Upper East Side against each other in the redrawn 12th Congressional District in a fierce battle. Holster John McLaughlin spoke about it on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. As a result of tomorrow's primaries, the rating systems like the Gonzalez Report and the Cook Report, they consider nine of the congressional races in New York State as, as contested races, which means that control of the House can rest or how much the Republicans go ahead with uh, will, will result on based on how these primaries turn out. And in the 10th Congressional District, 12 candidates are running in New York's 10th Congressional District. In the 23rd, Carl Palladino faces party chairman, Republican Party Chairman Nick Langworthy. Dr. Anthony Fauci, he is calling it quits. The nation's top infectious disease expert announced Monday he'll leave the federal government this December. He's dealt with various outbreaks during his five-decade-long career, including HIV, AIDS, SARS, pandemic flu, Ebola, and the 2001 anthrax attacks, along with COVID-19 and monkeypox. Dr. Fauci defending some of the confusion surrounding COVID policy on MSNBC. With COVID, I mean, the things that we thought we knew in the beginning turned out as the months went by to not be the case, which really forced us to adapt and to change some of our policies and recommendations That was interpreted by many as flip-flopping or not really knowing what's going on when it really was the evolution of the science. In announcing his departure, the 81-year-old Fauci called his roles the honor of a lifetime but said it was time to pursue the next chapter of my career. He's been a key advisor to seven presidents, starting with Ronald Reagan. Turning the tables, Representative Liz Cheney would be happy to testify if Republicans sent her a subpoena as part of a counter-investigation into the activities of the House January 6th Committee. The Wyoming Republican made the statement on Sunday. Several Republicans, including House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and Representative Jim Jordan, have refused to cooperate with subpoenas from the January 6th Committee, which Cheney co-chairs. She also slammed McCarthy on ABC News. My views about Kevin McCarthy are very clear. Uh, the Speaker of the House is a second in line for the presidency. Uh, it requires somebody... Uh, who understands and recognizes their duty, their oath, their obligation, and, and he's been completely unfaithful to uh, to the Constitution. Republicans have out an exhaustive investigation should they regain the majority in the midterm elections. Cheney's also eyeing a possible run for the White House after losing her reelection to a third term last week. 
U.S. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said Monday he thinks it's only a 50-50 possibility that Republicans take the U.S. Senate in the November midterm elections, and the final outcome he thinks will be close. The Senate, as you know, evenly divided 50-50, with the vice president having the tie-breaking vote. McConnell last week said he thinks it's probably a greater likelihood the House flips than the Senate. So the issue this fall, the big issue is, do you want Chuck Schumer to be making these decisions or Mitch McConnell to be making these decisions? Because I assure you they would be dramatically different. He made his comments and remarks to the Scott County Chamber of Commerce luncheon in Georgetown, Kentucky. And McConnell also said that if Republicans flip both chambers, they'll find a way to work with President Biden. A body found in a Northern California reservoir is believed to be that of missing California teenager Kylie Rodney. She was last seen at a massive high school farewell party near Sacramento, August 6th. Here's Nevada County Sheriff Shannon Moon. We believe it is our missing person. Uh, We have not been able to positively identify. uh, But it's more than likely where we are today. And we wanted to make sure that that the family had all that information first. A license plate on that submerged vehicle matches Rodney's plate on her silver 2013 Honda CRV, an investigation ongoing as to the circumstances surrounding her disappearance. The sentencing phase of Parkland school shooter Nicholas Cruz is underway. The birth mother of Florida school shooter Nicholas Cruz abused crack cocaine and alcohol during her pregnancy. That from the half-sister of Cruz during testimony Monday. A circumstance that his lead attorney claims left Cruz with an irretrievably broken brain and sent him on the road to mass murder. Cruz lead attorney Melissa McNeil during her opening statement. Nicholas Cruz's decision to take an Uber to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School and kill as many people as he could possibly kill is not where Nicholas Cruz's story starts. Cruz's attorneys are hoping to convince the jury to sentence Cruz to life without parole instead of death for killing 14 students and three staff members during that February 14th, 2018 shooting at Parkland's Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Cruz pleaded guilty in October of last year to 17 counts of first-degree murder. The trial will only decide his sentence. Pakistan's police have charged the country's former prime minister, Imran Khan, under anti-terror laws. Their investigation comes after he accused the police and judiciary of detaining and torturing a close aide. Mr. Khan's supporters gathered outside his house, vowing to take over if he was arrested. However, he has now been granted pretrial bail until Thursday. And since being ousted from power back in April, Mr. Khan has been a vocal critic of the government officials who have accused Mr. Khan of breaching the country's anti-terrorism act for allegedly making threats against state officials. Well, Ukraine's invasion, Russia, I beg your, Russia's invasion of Ukraine has already killed some 9,000 Ukrainian soldiers since it began nearly six months ago, back on February 24th. A general said that the fighting Monday showed no signs that the war is abating. The city on the Dnieper River has faced relentless pounding since July 12th that has damaged a total of 850 buildings and sent about half of its population of 100,000 fleeing. 
The U.N. says that 5,587 civilians have now been killed and 7,890 wounded in the Russian invasion of Ukraine that began back in February, although the estimate is likely an undercount. The U.N. Children's Agency said Monday that at least 972 Ukrainian children have been killed or injured since Russia invaded. 77 WABC Time Check, 514. Let's head over to Justin Ellick with a look at sports. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. The battle for New, York, for New York resumed last night in the Bronx between the Yankees and Mets in the second and final leg of this season's Subway Series. And a battle it was indeed as a packed house at Yankee Stadium hung on every pitch in this tightly contested ball game. Max Scherzer was definitely on the mound for the Mets, but wasn't his usual dominant self, allowing four runs over six and two-thirds innings pitched bringing up only three Yankees, which is unheard of for a strikeout pitcher of his caliber. Simply put, Scherzer didn't have his best stuff, which showed when he challenged Big 99 with a fastball in the bottom of the third. Sends one to right field. Marte watches it fly. Aaron Judge ends the drought and puts the Yankees up 2-0. Judge's 47th of the, 47th, uh, of the year shot, shot of the year. Uh, and his first in nine games market, marking his longest homerless stretch of the season, put the Yanks up 2-0 early, and they would not look back. The one-two punch of Benintendi and Judge at the top of that lineup accounted for four out of the Yankees' eight hits, and Domingo Herman was stellar opposite Scherzer, allowing just one earned run and four hits over six-plus innings pitched. 4-2 is your final, with the Yankees besting the Mets as Game 2 and the finale of the series is set for tonight at 7.05 p.m. Eastern. Frankie Montas set to go for the pinstripes up against Taiwan Walker for the Mets. Preseason NFL football for your New York Jets showed signs of glory last night at MetLife as they secured a 24-16 win over the Atlanta Falcons in their second of three preseason bouts. They'll rendezvous with the G-Men next Sunday to wrap up their preseason schedule at MetLife. Other notable news out of the NFL as the Carolina Panthers have named newly acquired Baker Mayfield their starting quarterback to start the season over Sam Darnold. Mayfield will face his demons right from the get-go as he's set to face his former employer in the Cleveland Browns on September 11th for the season opener. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here are your early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Blue Dobbs says your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Wall Street's rally no more. Investors rattled ahead of the Federal Reserve retreat and retail earnings back in focus. Stocks are coming off the worst day in two months as all major indexes steeply lower. The Dow Jones Industrials plunged 643 points. The S&P 500 lost 90 points. The Nasdaq down 323. Technology struggling. Several Fed officials are signaling more hawkish action against red hot inflation. The Federal Reserve has its annual Jackson Hole retreat at the end of this week, an event highlighted by comments from Fed Chair Jerome Powell. Investors are hoping monetary policymakers will slow the pace and the size of rate hikes. Investors are now bracing, however, for the prospect of ongoing aggressive increases. Dick Sporting Goods kicking off the week's round of big retail earnings. Wall Street's forecast for today's report isn't rosy. The market expects overall earnings to fall 30% for the quarter. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures, the Dow's up 78 points at 33,136. S&P up 10.5. The Nasdaq's climbed at 35 and three-quarter points. Gold up $5.30 an ounce. Crude oil up $1.69 at $91.92. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. 
Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. WABC Early News. 77 WABC Time Check 520. Well, New York City's Mayor Eric Adams and the New York City Department of Small Business Services, the SBS, Commissioner Kevin D. Kim have announced the launch of Cannabis NYC. It's a first of its kind initiative and suite of services to support the equitable, equitable growth of the cannabis industry here in New York City and a key pillar of Mayor Adams' blueprint for the New York City Economic Recovery Plan. We have witnessed across the country's states and cities that are getting it wrong, and we are not going to make those same mistakes here. Today we're planting the seeds uh, for the economic growth and the economy of tomorrow. Housed at SBS, Cannabis NYC will support cannabis entrepreneurs and their workers as the industry develops. The initiative will work with industry stakeholders to create jobs, small businesses, and sustainable economic opportunities. We're also addressing the harms of cannabis prohibition as the industry develops following legalization in the state last year. Now, during that same press conference, New York City Mayor Adams also said he pays for his own meals in the city's upscale restaurants. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. Mayor Adams says he has a lot of favorite restaurants across the five boroughs, and Osteria La Baia is one of them, which is where the New York Times managed to track him down this weekend. Adams claims these are private meals which he pays for, and he doesn't owe anybody receipts, adding no other mayor has ever been asked for receipts for private dinners. You can't have a rule for Eric and then a rule for everyone else. Some people allow that. I don't. I owe no one a receipt of a private dinner. The mayor says there are other things to report about, such as monkeypox, crime, and COVID. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. A brutal attack on a subway platform in Brooklyn left a man hospitalized in an exclusive interview with ABC7. Intazar Dar said it happened on his way home from work just before 1 a.m. on Saturday. He was followed and his head hit with a rock multiple times. A suspect behind the attack still on the loose as of this morning. As a 64-year-old quickly exited his train at his Avenue H subway stop, a man followed him out, striking him in his head with that rock. Dar says the subways need to be safer. We need the police inside the train and the stations. We need the police because without police, we're not safe. Dar says in his two years of commuting at the same time from his job as a security guard, he has never seen that particular individual before, but he is hopeful that the police will find him. In another harrowing subway attack, a man's in the hospital after being stabbed on a southbound D train that was pulling into the Rockefeller Plaza station. A 27-year-old Good Samaritan tried to intervene as passengers were being threatened by a man with a pocket knife. Now this Good Samaritan was stabbed in his stomach with a box cutter. The attacker, believed to be homeless, fled the station. The victim was taken to New York Presbyterian as in is in stable condition, according to the NYPD. Subway rider Pedro Vega spoke to ABC7. It doesn't make any sense for me to get on the train and I'm assaulted because some wacko wants to hurt me. You understand? 
It just doesn't make any sense. Witnesses describe the suspect as being in his 50s. That's the only description thus far. No arrests have been made as police continue to investigate this incident. Republican gubernatorial nominee Representative Lee Zeldin demanded Monday that New York's Governor Kathy Hochul say publicly whether she supports efforts to strip police officers of legal protections that shield them from lawsuits over certain alleged civil rights violations. Zeldin supports qualified immunity, part of the GOP candidate's tough-on-crime campaign platform. He also advocates repealing bail reform and opposing moves to defund law enforcement. Zeldin is looking to turn things around with a campaign message focused on inflation and public safety. He spoke in Tribeca on Monday. Where you are in the most Democrat liberal area of New York City. People don't feel safe right now. Go talk to someone who's saying that they're still traveling the subway, but they have to hold a pole or a guardrail in order to travel because they're afraid of being pushed in front of an oncoming subway car. Bail reform legislation didn't advance in either chamber of the New York State Legislature before state lawmakers ended their regularly scheduled 2022 session in early June. Zeldin has called on the governor to call a special session to revoke bail reform and other changes that Republicans and Democrats like Mayor Eric Adams have credited with fueling rising crime. New York City has over 2,700 cases now of monkeypox and a limited number of vaccine doses. That's why the New York City Health Department says that over the next week, they'll begin administering only one-fifth of the normal monkeypox vaccine dose using a different method. Here's New York City Health Commissioner Dr. Mary Bassett. As a result of the FDA guidance, uh, we as a state are going to be transitioning to intradermal administration uh, using this dose-sparing strategy And we expect to complete that transition by a week from today, August 29th. The intradermal method was given emergency authorization by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, a few weeks ago. An intradermal shot can result in more redness or swelling at the injection site, but the goal is to accelerate the release of the vaccine in order to reach eligible New Yorkers more quickly. New York has reported more than 3,100 cases as of August 22nd, and most of those are in New York City. Earlier this month, U.S. officials declared the outbreak a public health emergency. It originated in Europe. A 42-year-old woman shot to death in the lobby of her Brooklyn apartment building early Monday had recently reported separate assaults from an ex-boyfriend, her cousin, and a stranger, according to police. Police arrived at her building on Rockaway Parkway near Winthrop Street in the East Flatbush section after somebody reported hearing gunfire at 1.17 in the morning. Police found the victim shot a total of six times in the lobby area. Medics rushed her to Brookdale University Hospital. However, she was pronounced dead at that hospital. The woman's name not immediately publicly released. Police do say the victim had an ex-boyfriend whom she filed multiple complaints against with police, including one back in March in which she alleged he choked her. On August 12th, she also reported being assaulted by her cousin. A day later, she told police a stranger punched her in her face in yet another incident. The victim had been arrested in 2018 for drug possession. He is at it again. The piano man, Billy Joel, added yet another show to his record-breaking run at the garden. Jacqueline Carl is more. I don't want to waste more time I'm in a New York state of mind 
On Wednesday, August 24th, Billy Joel plays his 83rd monthly show and 129th lifetime performance at Madison Square Garden. This is part of his Spectrum Concert Series franchise run. The Piano Man has added another show and his record-breaking residency at the Garden. It'll be on October 9th. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. If you missed the Top 5 of 5 and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.